Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversation. And I am super excited about having my dear friend, Jamie Austin. Jamie and Jen and their beautiful family are pastors out at Woodlake Church, a multi-campus church, multi-site church, and they're doing an incredible job. And it's just a real privilege to have you on, Jamie. Love you, brother. Appreciate you so much and what God's doing in and through you. Yeah, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, I just want to I want to welcome you and ask you, are you tired of hearing about COVID-19 yet? Uh, yes, I am tired of hearing about COVID-19. I know we have to take it very seriously, but I'm ready yeah. for all of this to be over with. Absolutely. It's a life as usual, you know. Absolutely, man. So, so listen, tell me what, what's been your favorite meal so far in quarantine? Well, first of all, I don't think I've ever eaten at home this much in my life. Uh, probably my favorite meal. Um, I, well, let me just say this. I've always known my wife is a great cook, but I've been reminded of how awesome of a cook that she actually is. Favorite meal. Now, this is random. Uh, but we make a, a meal. I say we, my wife, <laughs> I help. Um, I, I, I don't know if that's the, that's the official term for it, but it's foil. It's ground beef in the foil, vegetables, potatoes, all this other stuff, and then cooked to perfection. So that's, that's random, but that's probably my favorite meal that we've had so far. Dude, that's awesome. So it's like a stew, right? Yeah. You call yeah, it hobo awesome. stew? Anybody, anybody that was in Royal Rangers growing up probably had this meal. I think it was in the handbook, you know, where you just take the oil, ground beef, everything, including the kitchen sink, and and uh, we do it in an oven, not an open fire, but but uh, it's been great. <laughs> so, dude, it looks like you're handling quarantine okay. I I, I see that you're not inside, uh, I, cooped up. You're, you're enjoying some fresh air. In fact, I'll, I'll take you on a quick tour. This is actually our family ranch, uh, well, parts oh, of it, uh, about a thousand acres in northeast Oklahoma. So when all this went down and we were kind of quarantined, uh, my wife's job is very mobile and uh, not that far from Tulsa. So I thought, hey, let's just stay at the ranch. And uh, that way, the temptation for the kids to want to run all over town is it's, they can run all over the acreage now. So. <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. It looks beautiful out there. So oh, it is. you got you got heads of cattle out there. We got cattle. We got we got anybody who wants to work. You're welcome to come up and help us. <laughs> Very good. So let me let's just jump into it a little bit further here. How are you doing through the quarantine personally? How's your church navigating this time? How are you leading them? Personally, um, frustrating. I'm I'm highly relational. So this. Uh, uh, this not being able to be around people has been been very tough or make that personal contact. I know I'm, the governor is out of our church and he and I are good friends. And we were talking about having this separation stuff. I felt it was important for us as the church to be responsible uh, for our communities, that sort of thing. We actually had three individuals in our church uh, who contracted COVID-19 and uh, two, two passed oh, wow. away. This was very serious right here in Tulsa area. And, um, Oh, wow. As far as that's concerned, that's been very tough, uh, but we found new ways to minister. We'll talk about that in just a moment, I'm sure. But interestingly enough, uh, Daniel Iskrig, I don't know if you know Dr. Iskrig, great guy, great friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Kicking this around, and he just said, Jamie, 
you wonder if maybe the Lord is forcing a Sabbath on his people. Mm. Now, we're still very active. Mm. We're still doing ministry. Uh, but there's been some level of, of rest in all of this as well. So mm. I don't wonder if there's if the Lord is is wanting his people to take advantage of this and somehow I've and so enjoyed the time with my family, my wife. Um, it's yeah. been wonderful. And I, I'll be honest with you, we'll never get this time back. Uh, but we've, we've had the opportunity sure. to be together night and day for, for this entire time. It's been wonderful. Oh, that's beautiful. What grades are your kids in? Remind us. My son is a sophomore. He's 16. And my daughter turned 13 today. So she's oh, my word. in seventh grade, getting ready to be in the eighth grade, but, but doing great. Happy birthday to her. Woohoo! Oh, tell, yeah. tell everybody who's wishing her happy birthday. At least when this goes out, they'll oh, yeah. still be wishing her happy birthday. <laughs> That's right. So, man, Woodlake Church is a tremendous church, well-respected, has been for years, but you have taken this tremendous church and God has used you to reach so many more people, especially young families, unchurched, dechurched. So you're running on tremendous momentum. And then all of a sudden this crazy stop, right? Right yeah. before Easter, your biggest Sunday, I'm assuming. And uh, how are you guys making sense of all this as a church? And what are you doing uh, in the midst of all of it? We're in the middle of a building program, no less. And you hit the nail on the oh, head. Man. We had such momentum. I'm sure a lot of churches did. And then, man, this hits, and and you think, Lord, what are we going to do? And I'll be honest with you, initially, I, I was just kind of depressed and down in the mouth. And but I'll just tell you this: um, our our church and our church family ha have found incredible ways to minister. And in many respects, in fact, you probably have seen the the deal floating around the internet talking about the church is not closed; we're just deployed. I thought that was an awful saying. I just just cheesy. I'll be honest with you, but I, it's so true. We're deployed into our communities, and what is so awesome, not just about Woodlake, but every other church in the Tulsa area, doing an amazing job, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Whether it's supplying food and groceries, whether it's, in fact, our our Turley campus, our Turley location, which is North Tulsa County, the Tulsa County Sheriff's Department has partnered with us along with another. Uh, a food dis distribution uh, entity called Food on the Move. And our campus has become the North Tulsa County hub for food distribution for those that need it. Oh, so come on, come on. Our whole campus, pastors Brent and Vicki McClure doing a great job providing food, pastoring people. So the interesting part about this is ministry has not stopped at all. Mm -hmm. Church is deployed. It's forced us to get outside the church walls, be the hands and feet of Jesus. But not only that, the Woodlake family has mobilized. Mm. I'm telling you, in fact, our theme as a staff coming into 2020 was healthy teams, that we wanted to enlarge our, our, our personal ministry families, our department ministry families. And this fast forwarded that like you cannot believe. So instead of a team of maybe 50 people making phone calls and doing pastoral care, we got 350 out there doing it. Uh, you know, um, it's just been amazing. In fact, this last weekend, all three kids ministries, we have three locations. All three of our kids ministries were driving around uh, bringing Easter baskets to all of these, um, all of their communities. And the neat part about it is they were giving me stats yesterday and or actually Tuesday in our staff Zoom call and mind boggling. Hundreds upon hundreds of, of homes have been uh, 
ministered to, people delivering food and Easter eggs. and Going just, home to home? Home to home. Our Glenpool campus, this is not an exaggeration. I think their numbers, and Glenpool is kind of a sub-rural community. Pastors Brent and Vicky and our, our kids' pastors, Dennis and Kel Ramsey, I think their teams, now this is the teams that are going out, 110 households representing 268 kids. Oh, and that's wow. a rural community. And so um, our South Tulsa Bixby campus, same same thing. So I'll tell you what's been neat is to watch our staff get creative. I mean, it's forced us completely outside of the box, preaching, teaching, discipleship. I just got a – I was uh, on the phone today. I'm getting excited. Excuse me. But one of my <laughs> – No, go ahead, man. Who's actually one of my uh, – we our disciple, one of our teachers um, – I was talking to him today. He leads our new beginnings class. And he said, Pastor, he said, hey, I've, I've been very careful. He said, we're not gathering in big groups, but all the people that have gotten saved. Basically, it would like when someone gets saved, they go to what we call our, our new beginnings, our foundations. And he and he and Phil and his wife walk these people through. He says, I'm still having these people in over at my house, but it's just like in twos and threes. And I'll tell you this, Darren, what was neat is he said, one of the guys that recently had come to Christ told him, he said, hey, when I come to your house, I'm bringing a friend. But he said, do you mind if I bring him? He said, and he said he's a homosexual. He doesn't really believe in God, but he's just really curious right now about about the things of God and the Bible. And he said, bring him. So the neat part about it is lost people are coming to our stuff in mass. Uh, so I'll be honest with you, as challenging as this is, as difficult as this is, God has not stopped expanding his church. Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, build it in such a way that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So if the people of God will just stay ready and willing, he's going to provide opportunity. So that's probably a long answer. but Well, and wouldn't you agree that people seem really open oh. to spiritual conversations right now? I'm telling you. My neighbors who are not even believers are, are very open to the gospel right now. What has been so neat um, there and like like all churches, we've gone online or, or Facebook or we've even had some TV time offered to us. You wouldn't believe the correspondence we are getting from people that we have no idea who they are. Hey, watched you online. Thank you for preaching the word. Watch you online. Can you send me a Bible? Hey, I, I'm not. What's I'm not in your city. I'm in another city. Is there? Do you know of another church that maybe when this is over, I could start going to? People wow. are so open right now uh, oh, to what's going on, and uh, and I, I believe we're going to see an incredible harvest of souls. So a lot of folks that are listening to us right now are part of all kind of churches. The diversity. Right. In Oklahoma and the United States is this broad. So what are some commonalities you're seeing? So like if you were to talk to church of any size, what would you say to them right now about all of this? I'll tell you what's really neat about this is all ministry, it's going, let me say this, the, the, the playing ground is level in many respects. I talked to somebody the other day and they were talking about all this online stuff. They were saying, hey, do you think people are going to uh, – this online thing is going to carry over? You know, I don't have – I was talking to a pastor. He said, I don't have the uh, – actually, we, he, we came to our church. We helped him film some stuff. He said, I don't have all this equipment. The cool part about it is there's no wrong way to do it right now. Mm -hmm. I think anything that you do is going to be right. People are starving for connection. They're starving for relationship. Right now, digitally is the only right. way. Uh, one thing that one trend that I've seen in a lot of churches, a lot of pastors I'm rubbing elbows with is they are meeting the felt needs of the community. They're not just taking stabs at the dark and let's do this. Let's do that. 
if, if it's food, they're taking care of it. If it's checking up on people, they're taking care of it. If it's mowing lawns, I think the church has become more relevant than it has been in a long time. So wow. any pastor I talk to you right now is don't be discouraged. Uh, there's no wrong way to do it. The fact that the church is present, we've not shrunk back. We're on the forefront. In fact, right now in the Tulsa area, what I'm excited about is the church is the one answering a lot of the questions in the community. How am I going to get food? Church, like, we got it. Hey, uh, I can't mow my lawn. We got you right now. So I'm proud to be part of the church, man, the, the church of Jesus Christ. So I would tell pastors, don't be discouraged during this time. Find new ways. There's not a wrong way of doing it. Those, in fact, I'll say this from a leadership perspective. Woodlake has been a revitalization, and there have been moments over the years that I want to fast forward change. And you know this well as I do. There's, there's the law of navigation. <laughs> you know, you, you, you got to be careful how far you push and manage that tension, you know, between relevancy and, and, and getting your church to do that. And I prayed. This is, I hate to, this is embarrassing. I prayed for natural disasters. God, give us a flood, give us a tornado that's gonna that's gonna let us remodel something or or cancel yeah. this or that. So I think the Lord's answered our prayers in many respect, forced us outside the church wall. So anybody wanting to make change, I'm telling you, God has just given us a fast forward button right now. Wow, that is such a positive perspective. This is an opportunity and not an obstacle, man. That's right. And I love oh. that. Yeah. yeah. So in our concluding thoughts, man, this has been so rich, a lot of takeaways. Uh, anything else you want to share as far as the positive stories? And then also, I know our friend Carrie Newhoff said some great things in a recent post about the church never being the same on the other side of this pandemic. Man, what, what do you see for Woodlake Church moving forward and for the church at large? So just talk to any of that. I read that article. I, I'll, I'll say this right now. Carrie Newhouse right. I think the way the church functions has fundamentally changed. Mm-hmm. In fact, in our staff meetings and leadership time, there's a phrase that we've been kicking around calling our non-COVID context. Wow. What are we doing now that when this COVID thing is over, what has fundamentally changed? For Woodlake, I think it's helped us really – define and refine our DNA, who we are. Oh, that's good. Uh, I know when this is over, Woodlake will be a different church. Mm. How so? Uh, I have been so proud of our church family. I, I'm telling you, my, my my chest is just, my buttons are busting at the seams of how proud our people are. I always knew we had a good church. My my biggest difficulty at this point right now in our team is keeping people busy. Wow. We have so many people wanting to serve. Now, mm. I think when the non-COVID things is, is over, I think we'll have found that the priesthood of the believers is a thing that maybe that we as pastors need to quit ignoring and begin to speak life into our people, begin to challenge Good. them serve, knowing they could serve. You know, the truth is um, the fivefold ministry gifts were given to the church, not to uh, to assist the pastor. That's and I true. think so often we got staff and we got volunteers and we people who are burned out that maybe when this is all said and done, they'll look around and realize they are not on the front lines by themselves, but that God has blessed, anointed, called, and empowered the body to to expand his kingdom. So I, I'm believing as we walk out of this, there's going to be a lot. I played baseball growing up. So let me use an analogy. 
when you swing a baseball bat, there's a place on it called a sweet spot. Golf club, the same yeah. way. Meaning yep. that when you hit the ball on that part of the bat, if, if you'll make contact with that sweet spot, the ball has the potential to go the farthest and the hardest. Wow. I, I believe the Holy Spirit has revealed ministerial sweet spots to people in our churches. So my That's prayer so good, moving forward is that there will be people that we as, as pastors don't just slip back into old ruts, but that we look out and realize that God has blessed us with hands and feet all around us, willing to carry out wow. the vision that he's put in our hearts. I'll tell you, that's what it's done for me, is that I realized oh, you know I don't have to carry this vision, that the Holy Spirit is, it is just igniting it in the, in the lives of our amazing church family. So when this is all said and done, I'm just believing that, that God is going to use this to absolutely embarrass the devil and enlarge his church until he comes to get us. Amen? Amen. Man, that's a great way to conclude this. I appreciate you so much, Jamie. I appreciate your friendship, your ability to communicate what God is wanting to say right now, and you just did that. Tell us again. I want us to go out with this. Tell us again that the non-COVID. Yeah. Our staff talking about this. The non-COVID context. Yeah. When this okay. COVID thing is over, what have we started doing right now that needs to move forward? That needs to keep going. Jamie, thank you for that. Thank you for everything you said today. Hey, listen, this is what I want to say going out. The non-COVID context is the challenge for every leader out there. What is God saying to you, not just right now, but on the other side of this, how he's going to continue to mobilize the church to reach more people. Thanks for joining us again on another episode of the Leadership Conversation. More to come, and until then, let's continue to grow, create, and invest together.